the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to the Tim DeMoss Show podcast. You can hear the program each weekday afternoon from 4 till 5 on AM 560 WFIL and WFIL.com. Good afternoon. Listen to the Tim DeMoss Show, AM 560 WFIL.com and on the WFL application. So there's Danny. Hi. How you doing? I'm good. How are you? Happy Friday. Happy Friday. It's our famous Friday show. I know. I'm very excited. You know why it's famous? Why? I have no idea. <laughs> it always works out that way, though. It works out fine in the end. All right. Actually, I have a good idea because we have a special guest later today. His name is Mike Naraki. Ooh. Mike Naraki was best known as Larry the Cucumber. Okay. In the VeggieTales series. Yes. And uh, he's done a lot of other great work over the years, including more recently, the Dead Sea Squirrels series. Squirrels, not scrolls. Correct. Dead Sea Squirrels. And he has two brand new books out, installments five and six, Tree Mend is Trouble and Whirly Squirrelies. (laughs) Yes, this is the same program that has lawyers on it and deep Bible (laughs) scholars and... But actually, sometimes the, the deepest things are learned in simple stuff. Okay. So Mike Naraki, actually, his, his whole history actually has been trying to uh, boil down one nugget of truth so that a child can understand it. These books are for kids 8 to 12. So for parents listening, for their kids, to their grandkids, they're, uh, it's like, what color would you call this? Aqua? Yeah, aqua. Aqua and some kind of... A red. red. Or burnt red or whatever. No, that's just red. All right. Because the other <laughs> co- colors in the series are blue, yellow, purple, and green. So, and Mike writes them these two at a time because they're quick reading. Yeah. And uh, it's a fun series. So we're going to give away copies of these all next week. Ooh, I'm excited. In fact, we're giving away like a grand prize of all six books next week as well. Ooh. Yeah. So we'll make a lot of winners and grand prize winners. That's next week, but we'll give you an idea of what that's all about with Mike Naraki uh, in just a little bit. But before that, uh, what else is happening? You know what? I haven't even asked you. How are you? How are you feeling about everything going on in the world these days? I I'm panicked. I am a germaphobe to begin with. I think oh. I've been through five bottles of Purell in just the last five days. Really? I yeah. You're the one. Th- yeah. No wonder I can't get any. <laughs> Things are just oof. I don't like how this world is turning out right is, now. Isn't it interesting? What what's your neighborhood like? It's eerie. As... It's eerie driving from home to here because you know I have a pretty long commute. Yeah. It is eerie being on 76 and being one of the only cars on that road. Isn't that something? I mean, it's usually bumper to bumper. I heard John Butterworth, who does traffic for our sister station, Mm -hmm. uh, uh, Philadelphia's AM 990, The Answer, which is a conservative news talk station. And he said, uh, it was just the other day, it was just yesterday. It's like, I am praying for the day I can report on the 76 being backed (laughs) up. No, I don't want it to be backed up again, but it is eerie. But you don't want it to be completely wide open. Well, I mean, there could be worse things. Uh, around our neighborhood, we're seeing people walk. Like, I'm seeing families taking strolls together. Really? It's really weird. Like, yeah. Oh, we have people in our neighborhood. <laughs> you know? Like, I mean, it's a, it's a nice neighborhood, but we don't see people out together. Like, 
And with the weather being pretty nice, yeah, there have been those kind of things happening. Went to uh, Walmart, too. It must have been packed. Well, I see stuff on TV or I hear about how it's going to be crazy. Yeah. Everybody was polite. It was busy. Well, that's but good. nobody was like grabbing for stuff. Right. And uh, when I was getting in line, I actually had some boxes of tissues. Mm-hmm. And one lady's like, where'd you get those tissues? <laughs> and I thought I'd make the news in a good way. I'm like, you want one? Because I had Aww. a bunch of boxes. She's like, no, that's okay. I'm all right. I said, well, it was hiding under the shelf. I didn't see it at first either. It really was cleaned out, but there was a little area that was hard to see. Yeah. So- Everybody's polite. I don't know. You hear things and you wonder, well, what's it like? I guess I was like in the middle of the day that I stopped by. Yeah. So maybe it's less crazy than at night. I don't know. I don't know. It's just Have you been shopping at all? A little bit, but I try to avoid it as much as possible. And you know I live with my parents, so I just have my parents. I give them my grocery yeah. list and yeah, I yeah. say, you brace the you storm. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's funny. Well, it's an interesting time, to say the least, uh, in our station here in WFI. We're trying to kind of figure out. You know, you don't want to ignore it, obviously. Yeah. So don't want to necessarily repeat everything everybody else is talking about. Mm-hmm. Hopefully the station's like an encouragement. And our show's been kind of business as usual to hopefully keep, you know, moving forward. And uh, hopefully the, the the curve downward to just relaxing a little bit will start soon. So let's just keep right. escalating. It's like, you're closing your schools for four weeks? I'll raise you four. <laughs> All right, we're shutting down our whole country for 12 years. How about that? So anyhow. We're going to have Mike Naragi join us. We also have our fun pun segment to end the show. Ooh. And before that, just one of the many facets of our fine broadcast is Hapwa. Yes. The hat of perpetual winning. Yes. That's where we draw names every now and again to win free stuff from people who have entered contests in the past. So we want you to know if you ever enter a contest on this show, we keep your entry on file, and maybe you don't win a given contest, but weeks or months later, we may even draw it out to win a prize. Like today, let's grab a name out of it. Can we go on the Hopwa? Let's do it. All right, So, and we're going to give away a gift card uh, to uh, Dunkin' Donuts. Okay. $5.60, just a nice little thing to get some coffees and stuff. Yeah. By the way, they've closed them pretty much, except you can walk in and walk out. Of have Dunkin'? Seen, have you seen this? No. They've actually made it so you can't sit. Most of these, you can't sit. They took the tables out. Wow. I went to Duncan yesterday, and there was actually yellow do not cross tape. <laughs> like a crime scene. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so where you pick up the coffee, yeah. it's, you can't even get to it. You have to go to the main counter. I'm like, wow. Can I, can I say hello? Am I allowed to say hello? <laughs> yeah. Or just look at you and run off. Wow. So, yeah. So this would be a gift card. You're ready? You get you get all the, all all right. the power on this I one. got it. Ready? Okay. Yep. Barbara from Quakertown. Barbara, nice work by you. Do you happen to know when she entered before? Was it a long time ago? In October of 2019. Wow. So Barbara entered a contest months ago. Yeah. And now she's winning a prize. High five for Barbara. Good job, Barbara. High fives, pats in the back, and pokes in the eye. (laughs) Not pokes in the eye. Oh, right. I got carried away. (laughs) All right. I'll take a quick break. And we'll be back with more. It's Tim DeMar's show, AM560, WFIL.com, and on the WFIL app. It's the Tim DeMar Show podcast, available at WFIL.com. Thanks for listening. 413, the Tim DeMoss Show. Thanks for hanging out this afternoon. One more time, the number if you want to jump in and help us cross the finish line with Cross International. It's 866-367-9655. Thanks again to all who have helped out. I want to rattle off a couple of names. We have uh, Thomas in Philadelphia, as well as Otis in Philadelphia. Vanessa in Philadelphia coming through big. Jane in Philadelphia. Wow. I like Philly. Bruce and Sally in Morrisville helping out too. $62 to help with one child. Life-saving resources. Thank you again. 
And uh, please do consider being part of that with us. Or you can go to WFL.com if that's easier for you to do. And we are glad to bring on a longtime friend and co-creator of the VeggieTales video series and very good friend of Larry the Cucumber and 321 Penguins video guy. And is there anything he doesn't do? Mike Naraki. Tim, thank you so much. It's such a pleasure to talk with you again. Absolutely. And, the... and, and I don't, and I don't, uh, <laughs> one thing I cannot do is sit cross-legged because, really? uh, yeah, I'm just way too tall. My legs are too long and I'm very unlimber. So that, that is one thing I cannot do. <laughs> ankle cross, maybe? Uh, maybe I could do ankle cross. Yeah. But I, you know, Indian style just does not work for me. <laughs> All right. Well, you know, you can't have everything, I suppose. <laughs> That's right. The, 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 uh, the Dead Sea Squirrels book series, your most recent endeavor, uh, geared primarily kids, uh, I guess, ages eight to 12, if I remember correctly. And yeah, uh, yeah. Early, early readers from okay. like first through fifth grade ish. Okay. Yep. All right. So uh, nestled in Nashville, you are self quarantine in the South. Uh, at the yeah, moment? yeah, we are uh, in our in our home here in Franklin, Tennessee. Um, yeah, kind of uh, you know waiting out the storm uh, along with the, the rest of the country in these crazy days. Well, these books I thought would be a great fit because we want to respect what's happening in the world without uh, going a hundred percent that direction. There, there are things life goes on, and, and maybe yeah. folks who are going to be home for a while could enjoy yeah. some good reading. Yeah, well, well, I appreciate that. Yeah, and. Um, there are a lot of kids at home right now, and parents are looking for things for them to do, and, and hopefully reading the Dead Sea Squirrels would be one great resource for them to have. Yeah, well, and you've, you've put these books out two at a time, uh, very Noah-like. Um, yep. <laughs> the, gen- nice. the genesis behind that approach was just the idea that, partly I'm thinking as kids, like you finish one, you went, where's the next one? Uh, it almost seems to fit that fit that that demographic rather than an adult reading a novel, you know, where's the next one necessarily. But anyway, what was the thought process of the two at a time? Yeah. Well, so they are, they're chapter books. So each book has about 20 chapters. So challenging enough for young readers, you know, to feel, you know, a good sense of accomplishment when they, when they finish. But also, you know, the first two books, uh, the first book in particular left off on quite a big cliffhanger. And so the publisher Tyndale kids wanted to, to get those first two books out at the same time. And so kids weren't left with too big of a cliffhanger coming out of book one. Yes. <laughs> they could go right away to book two. Yes. Uh, and then we just kind of continue that on for, for the rest of the two. And each, each book is a, has kind of a self-contained story, but then also a continuing uh, story that kind of overlaps you know, all of them. So, yes. um, you know, every one of them has a bit of a cliffhanger. It's like, okay, yeah, we want to be able to have kids uh, you know, continue reading that. And now, the first, now that the, all six books are out, you know, they'll be able to follow that through. And then there's another kind of series cliffhanger that hangs hangs out for, uh, you know, books 7 through 12. Mike Naraki is our guest. You'll know him from many different walks of life, including uh, from the VeggieTales series and 321 Penguins and now these Dead Sea Squirrels books. Uh, before we go further, just give that elevator speech for, you know, you've probably given it a million times, the gist of the series, the Dead Sea Squirrels series, uh, and you know, in a nutshell. So to speak. Yes, <laughs> squirrels in a nutshell, absolutely. So, Sorry about that. So was Michael uh, is the main character. He's a he's a 10-year-old boy. He, his dad is an anthropologist. And book uh, one starts off with Michael exploring a cave with his best friend, Justin, who he's brought with him for the summer on his dad's dig. They come across two 
petrified, uh, sort of dehydrated, salt-encrusted squirrels that Justin think are disgusting. Michael thinks they're the coolest thing ever and will make them the most popular kids in the fifth grade once they come home with these two souvenirs. Of course. Um, and he stashes them in his backpack and sneaks them back home with him to Tennessee, puts them up on his uh, dresser one night when he comes home uh, with an open window, and they get rained on and rehydrated. Uh, and come back to life. And it's an old Jewish couple, Merle and Pearl Squirrel, who lived during the time of Christ and got stuck in a cave in the Dead Sea and sort of uh, petrified for a couple millennia. And uh, so uh, they're sort of the kooky grandparents that Michael never had and kind of, you know, carry with them uh, the knowledge of first century life and the teachings of Christ and the apostles and uh, kind of can offer that to Michael and his friends uh, in their dilemmas as, as fifth grade, modern fifth grade kids. I'm a big context guy. So just to rattle off for the listeners, there's squirreled away, boy meets squirrels, nutty study buddies, squirrel napped. And then the the two newest ones, tremendous trouble and whirly squirrelies. And uh, you kind of touched on it before, but there's overlap amongst the books. So, So if somebody's like, Oh, I'd like to pick those up. How much of it would you say as a, as a you know, uh, an author, well, I'd really like you to start with book one. But if you pick up five or six right away now, that's okay, too, and then go back. Because that does happen in life, whether it's a TV series you like or something like that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Each of the books has sort of a uh, – uh, at the very beginning, there's the origin story for the squirrels and, and how they got to where they are. So there's it's just like a little – almost like a little comic strip that shows – um, give, gives kids context, you know, so they could they could come in and read that and pick up any of the books. But it is better to start with one and go forward. Okay, if you can, uh, Mike Naraki, yep. our guest, co-creator of the Veggie Tales video series, very good friend of Larry the Cucumber, uh, creator of the Three Two One Penguins video series and uh, the Dead Sea Squirrels book series. Most recently, although there are other things I know you've been involved with too. Each of the books has a little message, a scripture verse, uh, kind of that uh, very similar, I guess, to Veggie Tales. How you'd have a nugget of truth to share. Yeah. And so, yeah. Um, yeah, just talk about that aspect for a moment and, and the idea of, uh, especially in a culture where there's so much flying around, it's hard to <laughs> see straight. Maybe just one line or two lines is what you want people to come away with. Yeah, you know, um, that's how I love to tell stories and how I love to teach and, you know, had, had done that with VeggieTales for so many years and, and actually continue to do. I, I think, you know, kids learn so well through story. And so, what I wanted to do with each of the squirrels books is have a theme that pertains to how the characters travel through the story and how they learn. Uh, and each of those themes is based in a, in a biblical lesson. Uh, you know, so for instance, in the, the two new books, Tremendous Trouble and uh, Whirly Squirrelies, you know, Tremendous, Tremendous Trouble talks about, um, you know, having mercy and loving, loving your enemies. And that has something to do with, you know, the core of the, the story that the kids are going through. Yeah. Um, and in it, you know, we sort of flash back. Every, every story has a point of squirrel where the squirrels remember something from the time of Christ. And here it's, you know, Jesus' Sermon on the Mount and, and Beatitudes and, and talking about loving your enemies and having and, uh, blessed are the merciful. Um, and the same with the whirly squirrelies talking about, um, you know, self-control and you know, in that we go back to Paul writing the Galatians about um, the fruit of the Spirit and one of those being self-control. So each of those have a very pertinent biblical message that's sort of wrapped in a modern story that kids can really, you know, relate to and understand. And, and so I think it's a great way for kids to incorporate Scripture and the and teachings of the Bible into their everyday life. Yeah, and it's fun because, uh, again, like uh, much like VeggieTales and to a degree 3-2 on Penguins as well, there's a, a lot of there's a lot going on. So there's a core message. But there are a lot of cultural references, 
uh, to what it's a uh, air sup. They're listening to air supply in one of the books I remember, or, or the you know, they're talking about <laughs> yeah, tw- the skating rink. Yeah, at the at the skating rink, right? Uh, which yeah, I remember yeah. doing as a kid. So uh, you know, yeah. in seventh or eighth grade, to um, mixing in things like drones and. Or, or just uh, you know driving driving a white Toyota, or just cultural references yeah. that kind of pepper it and um, it coming from different angles from different eyes. So it's although it's your design is to earlier your readers, it could still work on other levels for for those who are you know older. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But sort of the not the log line, but sort of the series punchline that it, that I have for for the Dead Sea Squirrels is. Uh, ancient wisdom, modern silliness. <laughs> so yes. the idea that these lessons that are coming through are are ancient. They're from the time of Christ. They've been around, you know, forever in God's word. But uh, you know, they apply to our lives today, today in a in a really you know a f- fun way for for kids. And so yeah. uh, that's that's what I hope to get across in these books. Mike Naraki is our guest. He's co-creator of the Veggie Tales video series. Very good friend of Larry the Cucumber. He uh, co-created the Three Two One Penguins video series. And a lot more, including this uh, relatively new book series, including two brand installments in this. The Dead Sea Squirrels, book five, Tree Mendes Trouble, book six, Whirly Squirrely is just released. We're going to be giving away a bunch of copies starting next week. But this is a fun Friday show, kicking things off with the one who's writing all the books, Mike Naraki. We'll continue our chat with Mike in just a moment. It's Philadelphia's uh, Christian Radio, AM 560, WFIL, WFL.com, and the WFIL app. It's the Tim DeMoss Show, weekday afternoons 4 till 5 on AM 560 WFIL and at WFIL.com. Our podcast continues. You're listening to the Tim DeMoss Show on WFIL. Thank you for hanging out with us today. Mike Naraki, our guest, uh, Squirreled Away, has the verse about honoring your father and mother. Just again, for letting folks know the Reader's Digest version, Boy Meets Squirrels, about uh, do unto mm-hmm. others what you'd have them do to you. And uh, Nutty Study Buddies about being lazy and being a hard worker. And a verse from Proverbs and Squirrel Nap talks about telling the truth uh, from Ephesians chapter 4. So those, and now we're up to the newest books, Tremendous Trouble, which you mentioned uh, from Matthew chapter 5 about God blessing those who are merciful. And uh, book 6, Squirrely Squirrely, is better to be patient than powerful to have self-control than conquer a city, which is an amazing verse in Proverbs. So um, yeah. on these two, so that's kind of the core things that people get an idea. The newest two books— Curiously, in book five, a Bob and a Larry enter the story <laughs> somehow. Yes, yes. So it's just a, it's a coincidence. Oh really. yeah, sure. Uh-huh. It's, right, a, yeah. It's, a, it's a Bob, uh, Bob and Mary uh, squirrels, and then their buddy Larry. Yeah. So Bob, Bob, Mary, and Larry—they're the Tennessee squirrels, uh, and they live in a tree outside of Michael's house, and they end up. Um, they're first. They're sort of foes to these new imports, these new, uh, you know, Dead Sea squirrels who are, who are looking for a home, um, but later befriend them um, and uh, end up being their allies. So uh, they're... Yes, yes it's <laughs> quite an adventure. Inspiration there. Mr. Nemesis the Cat takes a more prominent role in Tremendous Trouble. And as usual, the book ends with something to draw you into book six. I think an alarm goes off or something, right? Yeah, yeah, kind of connecting all these books is um, you know when when Michael comes back uh, from Israel with these with the Moral and Pearl, uh, you know not knowing that they'll they'll come to life, uh, he's followed by a mysterious figure, the man in the suit and sunglasses, and um, that's sort of the the kind of the thread that draws all these stories together in the first series is this mysterious 
figure who is after this the treasure of these squirrels. So um, <laughs> yes. sort of the, the thread that draws them all together. I've seen that. I have seen uh, him, him weaving in and out, like kind of behind a tree, and now he's gone, and now he's back, and now he's gone. <laughs> That's right. That's as, right. as part of the yeah. intrigue. Well, and you mentioned earlier, but it might be a repeating now or, or even extrapolating a little further. Uh, for those just tuning in, it's Tim DeMoss Show and WFIL in Philadelphia. Mike Naraki is our guest, uh, co-creator of the VeggieTales series, a very good friend of Larry the Cucumber, uh, 321 Penguins video series, and these Dead Sea Squirrels books. Right now there's a series of six, five and six just came out. Um, and the context you provide in each of these books, you mentioned at uh, beginning with book two, uh, how you have those cartoons in the front to explain Merle and Pearl Squirrel. And the back, though, uh-huh. every issue you have, uh, you know, who all the characters are, a little blurb, and even what the Dead, uh-huh. sea, the Dead sea Scrolls are all about, which is very helpful. Yeah, yeah. We thought that would be nice to just give kids context and open up uh, a wider conversation uh, about, you know, biblical texts and, and references. And, um, you know, and it's been neat as, as I've been hearing stories back from readers to say, yeah, that they, they are opening up these conversations with parents and kids about, about scripture, uh, about the Dead Sea Scrolls, you know, what are they, how do they pertain to the Bible? It's, it's really neat to, to kind of have that, that point of contact. And, you know, it's fun now. I'm actually working on um, the overall world for books 7 through 12, where, um, you know, I don't want to get too much away, but Michael travels back to the, to the Holy Land um, and retraces the steps of the ministry of Christ, the life and ministry of Christ. Okay. Um, and, uh, and it's just a great context for kids uh, to learn that within. You know, they're, they're having fun in this adventure uh, with, with Michael and these squirrels, but they're learning, you know, all these biblical lessons and values and stories. The Dead Sea Squirrels books coming out two at a time so far. Do you envision that being probably a pattern for a while? And like every six months or so it's been seems to be about? Does that seem about right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. So that's what I'm working toward now and working on books uh, seven and eight, um, trying to get those uh, ready to go by this next coming fall before Christmas. Okay. So, yeah, okay. That's, that's kind of what I'm working on now. Well, yep. if uh, folks are sequestered now or self-quarantined or self-whatever it's called these days, Yes. And, they, and they're looking for books. This is These are great reads. And uh, the cast of characters is mentioned in every book for context. So whatever you pick up, you can know who the main players are, Michael and Justin, the two buddies. And then uh, Sadie and Dr. Gomez and Mrs. Gomez and, and Merle and Pearl Squirrel, plus a couple others. And just as a side note, as I re- read through the books, Merle Squirrel, for some reason, is a pun-loving squirrel. <laughs> That's right. Where did that come That's from? Right. You know, he's. I, I. I. There's probably. You know, typically in a, what I write, there's. You know, I have to. I have to have one character that's mostly you know, that I put a lot of my personality into, and I think that's probably Merle. Merle Squirrel in this one. So, ah. so he's sort of a. Uh, he's a little bit like me in that sense. So he's sort of the uh, older version of Larry the Cucumber. I come to think of him as. <laughs> <laughs> okay, what Larry will be like one day. Well, <laughs> that's right. See, Mike, yeah. what you what you may not know is that today is our famous Friday show, and every Friday we do our now that's punny segment at the very end. Oh wow! Okay, very we always, cool. All always right. cap it off. Now, last week we had a very special guest, Mike Rowe. You remember him from the uh, Dirty Jobs show? And oh uh, yeah, absolutely. I love I love his stuff. Yep. Well, so and last uni- he's he's the voice of how the universe works too, which is a fun show to watch. Yes, yeah, many things, yeah, and, yeah. and he has a new yeah. Facebook series too. I think. Uh, Returning the favor or something. So, he's, okay, yeah. so he was on last week, and so last week's puns were job related specifically to uh-huh. you know to kind of honor that whole thing. And this week, because we ran out of time, we're actually going to do part two of the job puns. So, for example, right, for good. example, my I used to. And these are all jobs I used to do, of course. 
So at one point I was a, I used to work at the cement factory, but I quit because the job got harder and harder. <laughs> but I'm, I see what's going on here. Yes. Okay, all right. So yep. anyhow, just so you know, it fits in nicely that Merle fits in here. Uh, you mentioned Larry too, which I, I, do you happen to keep in touch with Larry the Cucumber at all? I, I know he likes to get I, into things and he, I, I'm guessing he probably drops by uninvited, social distancing notwithstanding. And Well, hello, Tim. There I am. I was just uh, sort of listening in on the other line. So, uh, I, I'm never too far. Larry, how you doing? I'm doing good, man. How are you? I'm good. You know, uh, what do you think? I, I wanted to ask you, as long as you happen to be visiting with Mike, what you think of, of this whole Dead Sea Squirrels book series. Have you read any of them? Oh, yeah. I love it. I love it. I'm a big reader. I love to read. And, uh, you know, whenever I'm not uh, working on Veggie Tales, um, you know, I'm in my uh, I'm in my trailer uh, reading the book. So, so <laughs> well, I love it. Thank you, Mike, for Dead Sea Squirrels. <laughs> well, you don't have any hands. So how do you manage to read them? Does someone help you? I've got a page turner. Oh. I've got a page turner. It's in, it's in my contract. <laughs> okay. All right. By the way, um, you, you know, Mike was mentioning to us, leaning a little closer, he he says he's working on book seven and eight and some other ones. Have you seen any like early scratchings out in the trash and napkins or crumpled up papers? Like what's what's next? Oh, yeah. I've seen some ideas. It's going to be super cool. Okay, good. It's going to be super cool. But yeah. I'm, I'm sworn to secrecy. So. Okay, fair. Just double check. By the way, last question before I let you go. Uh, I heard a rumor that you may actually be coming out of semi-veggie retirement in the not-too-distant future. Is, is Can you comment or would you incriminate yourself if you did? Oh, no, I'd love to talk about that. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, we're going to be um, – we're doing a whole bunch of new VeggieTales episodes, and it's going to be on uh, Yippee. It's a, it's a subscription video on demand service, wow. so folks can look out for that. And we did 26 new episodes. We're working on them all right now. Wow. And uh, they're super fun. It's called, it's called The VeggieTales Show, and it's Bob and I and all of our friends in the theater, and we're putting on a show every week. So it's Ooh. super, super fun. Would that be available before the year's over, do you think? Oh, yeah. That'll be coming out really soon. We actually had the first episode, the Christmas episode, already come out. Oh, wow. Um, so folks can look for that. It's on DVD. It's on Yippee. Um, but, you know, we, we haven't we haven't been advertising it a lot yet. But, but watch out for more. In the next couple of months, we'll start releasing shows, and it's going to just be awesome. I love that. Well, thanks for the, the 411, and have a wonderful weekend. And, uh... I'll let you get back. I'll get 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 back to watching or looking over Mike Mike's shoulder. Well, we, I won't keep okay. him too much longer. All right, see you, later, Tim. <laughs> see you, Larry. Yeah, sorry, Mike. I just I thought knowing Larry, I know he he tends to. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. Be yeah, around. Leave me alone. He's he's in the background all the time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, man. by the so that's that's a cool development. I, I was going to ask you about that, but that's that's pretty cool that the veggies are available, starting in, to like the smoke coming out of the Charlie uh, Willy Wonka factory. They're coming out again. Yeah, yeah, it's been really neat. So Phil and I um, have been doing writing on those for the past, um, boy, about a year and a half. And we're both doing voices. Kurt Heineke's back doing music. Wow. Uh, Lisa's back as Junior the Asparagus. It's like old times. Yeah, it's getting the band back together. And and we're going back to the original character designs. So uh, VeggieTales, as you've always known and loved them. And we couldn't be more excited. So we did a... TBN licensed the the show through Universal Studios, and um, we've you know been working on those now for you know like I said about a year and a half. And the first Christmas episode came out just before Christmas last year. Okay, uh, and a, a lot of the other shows are going to start to hit 
uh, later this summer and be released once a month, one a month uh, wow. for, for the next couple of years. So we're, wow. we're super excited about that. That's fun. And Yippee, dot, was Yippee.com or is that a, was it a platform, Yippee something? Yeah, Yippee, it's a, it's a subscription video on demand service okay. Yeah, that TBN is setting up. And so there's an app for it and um, oh, nice. you, know, you can find out more information. You can Google Yippee and, and find out more about it. Mike Naraki, our guest, Tim Dora Show, AM560, WFIL.com, on the app. Keep our chat going in just a moment. Tim Dora Show, don't forget our fun pun segments and the cap things off on the back end. WFIL. Have a guest you'd like to hear on the Tim DeMoss Show on AM560, WFIL. Email D at WFIL.com. So we're 40 on the Tim DeMoss Show, our famous Friday show, continuing along, chugging along. Very glad to have longtime friends and a super creative guy, loves God a lot and does a lot of great work and has for many years, the co-creator of the VeggieTales series. Very good friend of Larry the Cucumber, who dropped by a moment ago. And the 321 Penguins video series, plus the Dead Sea Squirrels book series, which is what we're talking about now. There are six books out there geared toward ages uh, 8 to 12 primarily. Uh, and the two newest ones... Tremendous Trouble and Whirly Squirrelies, books five and six. Again, we'll be giving away these books next week, but we're glad to have Mike actually taking a writing break. He's working on book number seven now. Um, I wanted to ask you about, about the writing process. Is there an essential Mike Naraki snack to help that writing creative process, like Oreos to munch on, maybe kombucha, something like that? <laughs> Not together. Well, I have never been asked that question before. Let me think about that. <laughs> I, 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 um, you know, chips and dip are, are kind of my Achilles heel. I go back to like uh, corn chips and, and salsa or corn chips and, um, oh, yeah. you know, hummus, that kind of thing. I just, I raid the pantry all day with that kind of stuff. <laughs> That's funny that you say that. I, I like anything crunchy at all, just when I'm working at my desk to, to help wake me up a little bit. So that, yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. You just got to be careful because, you know, the crumbs on the keyboard. So <laughs> have to keep a small vacuum nearby. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, I know the last time we talked, just on a personal note, you were doing a professor gig at Lipscomb. Yeah. How's that been going That's for right. you? Oh, I absolutely love it. You know, I've been teaching uh, full-time now at Lipscomb University in Nashville uh, in the film and animation department and went back a few years ago to get my academic credentialing. It's called the uh, Master's of Fine Arts, which is sort of the terminal degree in the arts. And, um, you know, I've been, you know, in the production field for over two decades and, uh, you know, being able to now use that uh, knowledge and experience that I have to kind of teach and train the next generation of storytellers has just been so fulfilling and I have absolutely loved it. So we're in, you know, kind of uh, in our second semester right now and with everything that's going on, you know, moving the rest of the semester to, to online learning but uh, yeah. I just really, yeah, you know, and hopefully we'll, life will be more normal uh, when we get back in the fall. But um, I, I just have absolutely loved working with students and, and uh, you know, like I said, being able to, to, to equip the next generation of, of storytellers. So um, just feel really blessed to, to be able to do that. You know, it's an interesting thing. It just occurred to me while you're talking there. Uh, the, the notion of being the one who does it yourself. And we talked about this before, I think, with your work on veggies and in general letting other people do some of the work where you, you have to trust people around you and not be super micromanaged or else, you know, it, it'll get bottlenecked. Uh, right. At this you know point in your, in your life and with all the work you've done, 
maybe just reemphasize or or what you're you're learning about the joy of being able to help other people get it um, rather than have to be the one who does it and, and the joy comes just from when you got your personal work done. Yeah, yeah, you know, and I got I have to admit that's been the biggest challenge of me uh, that that I faced in teaching is how to take because because doing in what is one thing and teaching is is can be a completely different thing. Yeah. But really figuring out okay the process by which I've worked for all these years, you know, I kind of do it very intuitively and it's like, Oh, I get it. And I know how to do it. But, you know, but how do I take that and transfer that knowledge in a way that uh, a student will understand or, or how, how can they incorporate that into their own process? So that's been a, that's been a challenge for me, but also super rewarding. And it's so neat to see just how bright and how funny and how capable um, these students are and come in and they, they continue to surprise me with their uh, level of, of storytelling and humor. And it's just, uh, I feel renewed and, and it feels like I need to up my game. As I see <laughs> how talented they are. It's like, Oh wait, no, wait, I gotta, I gotta keep up with them now. <laughs> yes. So it's uh it's really, really a joy. That's sweet. That's sweet. Uh, all right. Last question for you, just for the would be writers who are listening or in general, any tip, any, not just tip, but, Word of advice, and this is a broad brush because people could be writing anything. But when you, when yeah. you, or maybe what you, maybe just focus on the class you teach. Like, what's something, if I'm sitting in your class on day one or week one, uh, what's yeah. something that you encourage people to, to, to think, what lens to think through or way to approach things? Yeah, you know, um, I help teach a class called Career Creativity. Kind of the central principle in that class is, you know, what, what it means to be creative, really, and what it means to have sort of the, the, the life of a, a creative artist. We really emphasize exploring, combining, and creating as the three essentials to creativity. Okay. And that just means, you know, continue to, to explore the world around you, gain new knowledge, um, you know, find interesting things uh, to you. And then, you know, as, as you explore things, then you want to combine things. It's like, oh, this is a really interesting idea from here. Let's put it together with this idea from over here. Because there's really nothing new. It's so true. There's nothing new under the sun. But I think as a creative artist, you know, our work is to pay attention to the world around us, combine things that we notice. Uh, and then in doing that, we create something new. Hmm. Uh, those, I think, you know, are three, three important elements to creativity that I think, you know, whether you're a songwriter, whether you're a screenwriter, you know, whatever you do, that's how you can be more creative and, and, and create something new and valuable uh, for the world rather than just, you know, rehashing over similar things, you know, taking things that exist in the world and combining them in new ways to make something interesting and, and valuable to people. I like that. I like that a lot. Mike Naraki is so kind to spend time with us today. The newest uh, in the Dead Sea Squirrels series out uh, recently, Tremendous Troubles, book five, Whirly Squirrelies is book six, and you can find out more uh, online. I guess, is there a dead a best place to find out about Dead Sea Squirrels in general, like a homepage or a Facebook page or anything? Or just uh, Google? Yeah, you know, uh, well, I do. I'm online if folks want to look me up at... Uh, Mike.Naraki on Instagram. Okay. Uh, and then I also have a Mike Naraki author page on Facebook. Um, okay. And, uh, yeah, so you can find out info there or, you know, Amazon or ChristianBook.com will have uh, in- info on the, on the Squirrels books. Okay. That's great. By the way, in other news that might not mean a lot much to many but you and I, uh, you know we have a daughter with special needs, Victoria Joy. And yeah. we, we have a new helper, a new aide, who's going to be joining us soon. And she grew up near Lake Wallenpawpack. No way. That's yes. so cool. Oh, is, my goodness. <laughs> which is, I guess that's yeah. the setting for 321 Penguins, if I remember correctly, the series. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, my uh, my grandparents, uh, Naraki, 
Nowrotskis were uh, immigrants from Poland uh, who um, basically, you know, in, uh, immigrated to Philadelphia. And my grandfather uh, built a, a cabin with his own hands uh, on the, the river leading up to Lake Wollampolpak. Uh, my dad spent all of his summers there growing up, and, and I spent many of my summers there growing up as well and just have such uh, great memories of the lake there in Ledgedale and, you know, all, all those places up near Wollampolpak. Well, good. Well, good to catch up with you, man. Thank you so much uh, for taking time, oh. and I, I hope that the little break from your writing pro- provides a little little uh, redirection and help you <laughs> for the rest of the oh, day. Oh, man. Well, well <laughs> thanks, Tim, and, and bl- blessings to you and, and to your listeners, and, uh, you know, may God get us through this time. I know he will, but it's... Uh, yeah. It is. It's a trying. It's a trying time. I'm. I'm working on book seven now um, of squirrels, and I can't help but incorporate what's going on in my own life with what goes into my reading. And the, the core. We talked about the core verse, and yes. the core verse that I'm using in book seven comes from John fourteen twenty seven, uh, where Jesus said, "I'm leaving with you a gift, peace of mind and heart. Hmm. And the peace I give you is the gift the world cannot give you. So, so don't be troubled or afraid." Amen. So that's a great verse. For these times, yeah, especially. Just, yeah, yeah, absolutely. And so, you know, I think um, if I have anything to, to pass on to people right now, I would pass that that piece of Christ on. Amen. Amen. Well, greetings to your wife and, and children. And, um, oh, you know what? Because all the, I just, I'm just going to say this. I mean, first book's to Michael. Second one's to your wife. Third's to your uh-huh. daughter, daughter, right? I think fourth's to your That's son. That's right, your my son, daughter, yep. yep. Four, fourth's to your, your son's best friend. I think. Uh, yep, one Justin, of, who, Justin. Uh, you know, is his best buddy in the book as well. Yep. Right. And then book five, the new one that came, Tremendous Troubles, to your agent, Dan. And book six, uh-huh. Whirly Squirrelies, is to Tyndale overall and your editor, Sarah. So yeah, I'm just, you know, book seven, if you're kind of running. <laughs> you're jockeying. You're getting in line. <laughs> <laughs> you're running out of people. Well, you go from family to friends to organizations. I mean, somewhere in there, there's got to be room for radio guys. I would think, I don't know. Maybe it's, maybe it's book 30 or 40, but just, you know, if I'm willing, I'm just, that's all. I, I just want you to know. Awesome. So you don't get stuck. I don't want you to be stuck. All Nothing right. like writer's block. That's right, man. Oh, well, I appreciate that. <laughs> yeah, sure. Okay. <laughs> all right. Well, we'll let you get back to your work and uh, greetings to your family and have some uh, nachos tonight or something. All right, man. All right. Well, thank you. Thanks, Mike. Talk to you soon. All All right. right. Bye-bye. Mike Naraki, kind enough to hang out with us today. Love it. A lot of fun. Co-creator of the VeggieTales series and uh, 321 Penguins, and now this new uh, series, uh, Dead Sea Squirrels. A couple new installments here with the Tremendous Trouble and Whirly Squirrelies. We have a break to take, and then we'll come back with our fine pun segment to cap things off. It's Tim DeMoss Show and WFIL. Thanks for tuning in to the Tim DeMoss Show podcast with AM560 WFIL and WFIL.com. It's 4.53 in the Tim DeMoss Show and WFIL coming down the home stretch of our uh, broadcast, the final segment of our famous Friday show. Thankful to have had, again, Mike Naraki join us, co-creator of VeggieTales, 321 Penguins, and the Dead Sea Sea Squirrels book series, which will start handing out copies away on Monday. Right now, though, in the meantime... If you're a sports fan and you're missing the Flyers and the Sixers and March Madness and Phillies opening day, which I think would have been next week, oh, man, we have a brand new survey slash contest at WFIL.com where you can win a copy of This Day in Philadelphia Sports. It's written by a good friend of mine named uh, Brian Startari. 
He's a longtime Philadelphia Sports Talk host, a WFL baseball cap, and a Rita's gift card. You can take that survey anytime. We just posted it fresh out of the oven, if you will. So please help yourself and enjoy that survey at WFIL.com. That special music can only mean one thing. I know. Well, a couple things. You could either be a basketball player with lots of skill, <laughs> trick shots, <laughs> as in the Harlem Globetrotters, or you could be ready for it. Now, that's funny. I'm ready. I'm excited. Do you have the sound effects? We do. Okay. Now, last week, you remember, we had Mike Rowe on the program, and he is with the program uh, Dirty Jobs, which was on Discovery Channel. He was on Somebody's Got to Do It, which is on CNN. Uh, Returning the Favor is a series he does on Facebook. Very well-respected guy, a work ethic, and we had a nice chat with him. And so last week's puns had to do with work mm-hmm. and jobs that I've had. And, you know, I've had a lot more jobs than we had time for last week. Oh, boy. Here so we go. Because I know that there's such an outcry for what else has that guy done in his lifetime, I thought I would share that with you. All right. Are let's you ready? go. Okay. Let's do it. All right. Well, for a time, I was a luggage salesman. And did well, because I always made a good case. Selling luggage. There was one gig I loved in particular, selling irons. Unfortunately, I lost that job because sales were decreasing. (laughs) The iron. I got it. I got it. Uh, One time, um, I was thinking about being a ditch digger, and I asked a friend of mine who did that, and he said, you know, how did you get into that? He says, well, I just fell into it. <laughs> Thank you. That's a good job. Uh, I did try my hand at woodworking. Could not get the hang of it, though. I, but it wasn't for lack of trying. <laughs> for a while, I installed bathroom fans, but I quit because the work was exhausting. Oh. Thank you. If your waitress enjoyed the meal, we here all weekend. I did give uh, being a tailor a go, but I quit because it just wasn't suited to being a tailor. <laughs> yeah. Besides, it was yeah. a so-so job. Oh. Thank you. That was a double one. Yes. Like a two-hump camel. <laughs> uh, one summer, I don't know if you know this, I was actually a lifeguard at the beach in Ventnor, New Jersey. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Uh, but I stopped because sometimes there are just so many people out there, I... I could keep my head above water. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, I did advertising for a fish packing plant for a little while. Uh, actually, a very little while. My first and only slogan before they fired me was, Yes, we can. Yes, we can. I love this Three Stooges sound effect, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> I can tell. Um, you know, there was another job I did you would not... I was a trapeze artist. No kidding. It's true. It's true. But I stopped because I realized the job actually involved little net pay. What would you do with the brain if you had one? Little net pay because it's trapeze. Yes. yes, yes. Uh, there was also the time I got a job as a, as a historian. Mm-hmm. Uh, I thought it would be interesting, but then I, I quit really fast because I realized there really wasn't a future in it. Being a historian. <laughs> Yes, yes, yes. Uh-huh. <laughs> the Eric- fact that you're explaining these puns <laughs> only makes it a bit worse. Well, it's a new twist on this thing. <laughs> I thought we'd add it in. Uh, there was a time I 
focused on being a photographer. Mm-hmm. Focused on being a photographer. But nothing ever develops. Oh, gosh. <laughs> and I shudder to think about it now. <laughs> that was a three-in-one. Yes, sir! <laughs> now, it's not fair to talk about myself so much without at least mentioning my wife, right? Yeah. Um, little known fact. She used to actually run a snack stand for school sporting events for our kids. Mm-hmm. Um, and did a great job, very friendly. Made hot dogs, hamburgers. Then she got fired for putting her hair in a bun. Ah. Uh. <laughs> and she made the hot dogs and hamburgers. <laughs> and that'll do it for our fine broadcast. Now that's punny. If you want to send in your puns, feel free to email those to timmyd, T-I-M-M-Y-D at WFIL.com. Have a wonderful weekend. Jim Maxim, Max 413 Ministries, leads in prayer next. See you, Danny. Have a good weekend yourself. Have a good weekend. Ciao. All right. Thanks for listening to the Tim DeMoss Show podcast. Feel free to tune in to the full show each weekday afternoon from 4 till 5 on AM 560 WFIL and at WFIL.com. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.